Hello, Woman on Woman listeners. Nicole here, and I just wanted to let you know that this episode is for mature audiences only. We talk about many mature topics, such as violence against women, unpleasant sex work experiences, and suicide. If you have trouble listening to these topics, this may not be the episode for you. If not, please enjoy as we discuss our love for the film Zola. Hello. Welcome to Women on Women. Our podcast where we women talk about women. And today's women is Zola. So today we're talking about the movie Zola, which recently came out. We have a lot of thoughts about it. I think mostly good. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, So basically what we wanted to do for this episode is we wanted to talk about the movie and what we thought about it. Um, First, we want to discuss the Twitter thread that it's based off of and kind of summarize that because I feel like that's an important part of watching the movie and also just kind of for people who have either not seen the movie or have seen it. I feel like it's good information to know because there's a lot of differences and there's a lot of fun similarities. So we wanted to discuss that and then after that go into how we think the movie differs from the series of tweets that it's based on and then go into our final thoughts about it. So Exactly. Yeah. We're in for a wild ride. We truly are. Would you like to explain what Zola is? So Zola, well, first of all, Zola is a person. It's also a movie. And in the movie sense, Zola is a film based off of a Twitter thread that went viral back in 2015. It's an incredibly insane story. (laughs) It's also an incredibly long Twitter thread. I think it's 158 tweets. It's so long. I was trying to summarize it and put it into notes so that I would have like an easier way to go about it when explaining the Twitter thread. I haven't even finished it and I have like (laughs) at least four pages of notes of just this Twitter thread. And I guess like I didn't realize how big of a deal this was in like 2015 Twitter. Because I wasn't on Twitter then. No, I had no clue. But I I remember like mentioning it to my dad and he knew all about (laughs) it. Like apparently people were into this. It like opened up a new world for so many people. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. I really I'm obsessed like it. with it too. I just, I remember when we watched it in the theaters, I wasn't really sure what I was expecting. I definitely was not expecting, just there will be spoilers. Yes. Disclaimer. Spoiler warning. Spoilers. We but, talk about the entire movie. Yeah. And the entire Twitter thread. Spoilers for the Twitter <laughs> thread. But also you should be glad that we summarized it. Unless you want to read it, it is a trip. I remember I read the Twitter... I didn't read the Twitter thread going into the movie, but I read the Twitter thread, all of it, immediately Mm -hmm. after we watched the movie. I was just blown away, because in its own way, I feel like the Twitter thread is more insane than the actual movie. It's insane. All right, so should we get started? Let's get started. With all that preface, here we go. So I'm pulling up my notes, and then I'm also... Gonna pull up the actual Twitter thread, so once my notes run out, I can go there. So, the Twitter thread starts out with a few selfies of Zola and this one blonde girl who is pictured. The caption of the tweet says, 
Y'all want to hear a story about why me and this bitch here fell out? It's kind of long, but full of suspense. So basically it starts out, Zola's a waitress and she's working at Hooters. She meets this girl named Jessica, who is this little blonde girl, and she's sitting at Hooters with a, a big black man, and she's like, hey, I'm a dancer. And Zola's like, oh my god, I'm a dancer too. That's so cool. And then she's like, hey, this guy is my sugar daddy. And Zola's like, oh my god, what a coinky dink. I also have a sugar daddy. And they're like, oh my god, we have so much in common. Let's be friends. So they exchange numbers and they're like, okay, hit me up the next time you're dancing at a club. Maybe I'll join. So cut to the next day. Jessica texts Zola out of nowhere and is like, let's go to Florida. And Zola's like, no. And Jessica's like, Dude, come on, it's such good money. I went there like last week and made so much. You'll like it, it's fun. And Zola's like, mm, okay, when are we leaving and who's all going? And Jessica just says, hey, be there at eight. And Zola's like, who's all going? And Jessica says, oh, no one, just my boyfriend and my roommate. Zola talks to her boyfriend, who's mad, of course, because she's going to Florida out of nowhere. This bitch lives in Detroit and he's pissed off and she <laughs> quote unquote fucks him calm this is yeah. important and then she leaves she gets in the car and there's this white guy named Jarrett and another big black guy who's a different black guy she makes this very clear it's important it's important she says oh is this your sugar daddy you have a type bitch and then he's like um no I've known her for eight years and we live together and she's like Oh, okay. I, I see what's up. So they show up to a really bad motel, and Zola's like, okay, yeah, I'm not staying here. And Jessica's like, oh, just relax. We'll be at the club all night. This is just for Jarrett. And she's like, good. I'm not laying my head here to go to sleep. They go over to the club, and it's pretty dead, and they also have a bunch of rules, which Zola doesn't agree with, because she's a full nude type of bitch, which she says she has to, like, wear pasties and also, like, shorts so she's like i don't really fuck with this and she makes like eight hundred dollars also what we're saying is direct quotes that zola herself said yes just to let you know it's Absolutely. the real deal if you want to check it out i i am definitely i i'm summarizing i'm not using a lot of the language that is used it's very fun it's a really fun read it's like the Iliad. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Zola makes like $800 and she's like, this is all I'm going to make for the night. Let's just go. And Jessica's like, okay. Zola's like, call your man. Also like, what the fuck is up with your roommate? He seems pretty weird. And Jessica's like, oh, he just takes care of me. And Zola's like, oh, okay. I see what's up. So does your boyfriend know that he's your pimp? And she's like, oh no, of course not. And Zola's like, okay. That's a little weird, but we're going to move on. And Jessica's like, I didn't make any money. How much did you make? Because he's going to ask you. And Zola's like, fuck you. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> um, her pimp picks her up and is like, how much money did you guys make? And they're both like, oh, we made nothing. He's just like, damn, that sucks. Time to pick up my bitch. And then he goes to pick up his girlfriend. And then he says, okay, time to trap. And Zola's like, um, no. I'm not doing that. And Jessica's like, oh my god, yes, but not in that shithole. 
And then the pimp's like, oh, no, 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 that's for Jarrett. Another thing that's important to mention is that we don't know the pimp's name. We don't get to know it until much later. A bunch of these people are unnamed. And Zola herself also didn't know the name of these people. No. Until much, much later on. Much later. We'll get into that. (laughs) They pull up to this fancy-ass hotel, and he leaves them in a fancy little room, and he's like, I'm going to go get the clients. You guys wait here. And Zola instantly starts fighting with Jessica, and she's like, why did you get me into this? Why did you think I would be into this? What is wrong with you? And Jessica just starts sobbing, and she's like, I couldn't take this trip alone. He was going to make me take this trip alone. I just needed someone to be with me. I'm not going to make you do anything. Please don't leave me. And Zola's, like, feeling bad for this girl. She's like, oh, well, obviously she's going through a hard time. Maybe I should stay. Also, it's a scary situation. If I was in that, I would not know what to do, and I wouldn't want to leave her by herself. No, absolutely not. So Jessica's like, please just stay and check the guys in. He won't make you trap. And Zola's like, yeah, obviously he's not going to make me do that. I'm not fucking doing that. So... Zola just starts getting the door and first of all this greasy white guy comes in and he's like I'm here for the white girl and she's like okay go ahead and they instantly start having very messy sex in front of Zola then they wrap up as one does and he gives Jessica a hundred dollars. Zola sees the hundred dollars and is like girl what the fuck you are not doing this for a hundred dollars. You are worth thousands. Let me handle this. She takes her phone and they go on Backpage, which is a website that you use to hire sex workers. So they go on Backpage. Zola takes some pics of Jessica and puts in the caption, starting rate $500. And the phone starts blowing up. So about 20 dudes come up all night and they are doing so good. Zola's making a shit ton of money. And she's like, damn, I'm kind of better than her pimp. Because I think only three guys showed up that her pimp like actually hired. Meanwhile, Zola's doing amazing. At like 6 a.m., Jarrett, Jessica's boyfriend, calls and he's like, where the fuck are you guys? The club has been closed for." hours where have you guys been and Jess is like oh we just went to another club and he's like which club and Zola just starts googling clubs and finds some and he's like if you're trapping we're done I can't do this let me speak to Zola and Zola's like I don't want to speak to this guy why should I speak to this guy Jessica hands over the phone to her he starts cussing her out and she's like I'm not doing this he hangs up they fall asleep and then when when they wake up the pimp is in there and he's like how much did you guys make and Jessica's like um, $5,500. And Zola's like, why would you tell him how much money we made? And the pimp is like, how the fuck did you make all that money? And she's like, oh, Zola made a back page for me. And Zola's like, why do you keep on saying this shit? And then he's like, oh, so you think you can do your job better than me, huh? And Zola's just like, um... Yeah, kind of. And he's like, well, here's your money. You're kind of right. And he hands her $500. And then Jessica's like, hey, can I have some of the money? And he goes, um, no, you owe me rent. You've been several months late. And she's like, oh, okay. So they go back to the motel and Jarrett's hanging out in front of the motel and smoking with this guy with dreads. This is important. (laughs) So the pimp sees them and he's like, who is this guy? Why are you hanging out with him? What have you told him? And Jared's like, oh, we just met. I've just told him that I was here with my girlfriend and her friend and we've just been hanging. It's all okay. And then the pimp is 
pissed off. They leave from the guy and he just starts yelling at these people. He's like, we can't know who we are. We need to leave immediately. You can't do that. And Jared's like, dude, chill out. So they go to another hotel after all this escalates. The pimp leaves them alone. And then Jared's in the room and he's like, I know what the fuck you're doing, Jessica. I saw your back page and I have a screenshot of it. He starts sobbing and he's like, I thought you were done with this. I can't believe that you set your friends up for this. I can't put up with this anymore. Zola's boyfriend calls and then the pimp calls and is like, hey, you're gonna do that again tonight. But this hotel is really expensive. So we have to be careful when we trap. So Zola's like, okay, might as well make some more money. Let's get ready. She goes, tells, she goes to tell Jessica and she's like, hey, maybe we should get ready. Jarrett overhears this and he starts freaking out and punching himself. And Zola's like, please calm down. We have to do this. And he freaks out and he's like, no, I don't want this. He posts the screenshots onto Facebook and Jessica's mom sees it and is like freaking out in the comments. And then Jessica breaks down sobbing and is like, how could you do this? How could you post this? My mom gave birth this week. She calls the pimp to tell him. The pimp comes in and he's like, dude, what the fuck? He brings his girlfriend and he's like, I'm going to kill you. Do you want to die? And he's like, no, I didn't mean it. And then he's like, I, I might have to kill you over this. And then his fiance takes out a gun and is like, let's do it. And he's like, no, please. That's where my notes end. Back to the Twitter thread, which I'm going to do my best to try to just Summarize. get more blips of. So now Jess steps in and she's like, please don't do this. Just like beat him up. It's going to be okay, Z. So this is one way to learn his name. It's Z. Basically, um, Jess is like, please just beat him up or something. He's like, no, however, I am going to embarrass him. The fiance unzips his pants and then Jessica starts having sex with the pimp while the fiance, or uh, I mentioned that she was his girlfriend. It's his fiance. It's very confusing. She's holding a gun the entire time while Jessica's just having sex with her pimp in front of Jarrett and Zola. And Zola's like, what's going on? And then finally they finish up and he's like, clean up, Jess. You need to go to work. He looks at Jarrett and he's like, got any questions? And Jarrett's just like, I want to go home, man. And he's like, no, I'm going to spend the night. So you are going to take Jess out to um, her calls. Zola at this point is like, why are we doing this? <laughs> and so they get prepared to leave. First client is ready. So Jarrett takes them. Z leaves a handgun, but told, but tells Zola not to tell anyone. He texts the trap phone and he's like, I'm trusting you with Zola. If anything goes wrong, use it. And she's like, I don't want your gun. Anyway, so Jared takes them to about four clients and the phone is still slow. Her and Jared are in the car together while she's doing her thing. They start having like fun little conversation. It's really, it gets really deep. And she finds out like, this isn't a bad guy. He's just kind of in a bad situation. She also finds out that he's severely bipolar. So that explains a lot of his impulsive behaviors throughout the trip. And overall, he's just like not having a good time. This is mentioned very briefly in the movie. This is a detour. His bipolarness is... It's not mentioned that much in the movie. No, it's his... Mental illness isn't much mentioned in the movie. There's like a scene where 
Jessica, whose name is changed, and I forget what it is. Stephanie. Stephanie. It's Stephanie in the movie. It's Stephanie in the movie. There's, like, a scene where her and Zola are in the bathroom getting ready, and Zola's like, what the fuck is up with that guy? And she's like, oh my god, he's, like, so bipolar. He's just bipolar, I told you. It's okay. And that's, like, the most we hear about it. Mm -hmm. But in the Twitter thread, it is, like, disgust. Anyway, they go back to the hotel and get another call. And this call is a little weird. And it's like, he says, I have $5,000, but I want two girls. And Zola's like, oh, no, we only have one. And the client's like, well, I got 2000 for one, but it's four dudes. We only do in-calls. And so she's like, um, okay, that's, that's a little weird. And he's like, yeah, you guys should just come on in. So she sets it up. Then the last minute, the client's like, actually, you know what? Out call is fine. He gives her the address. They get in the car and they head to the address. Oh, they go up to the room where it's at. And Jess is like, hey, it's four guys. Can you please, like, wait in the hall, please? And Zola's like, um, okay. Like, I'm not going to leave you here. I guess I should. And so they head up to the room number. And Jess knocks. The dude goes, who is it? And she's like, in call. And then the door flings open fast as fuck. Two big men come and they snatch Jessica up and slam the door. And Zola just runs. She's like, I'm not going to do this. She runs and the car is gone. And she's like, Jarrett, Jarrett, where did you go? So she's still running. And finally she calls him and she's like, what is going on? He's like, are you guys done yet? And then she's like, I, I told you not to leave us. Where are you? And he's like, I'm at the gas station. I was thirsty. I thought it was going to be a minute. And she's like, dude, come on. Come get me. I'm calling the police. He pulls up like a minute later and he's like, please don't call the police. Just call Z. Z, Z is going to handle it. And she's like, um, maybe not. Why did you leave? You weren't supposed to leave. And he was like, well, you have the gun. And she's like, okay, well, yeah, I do. So she tells him what happens. Z comes up and she tells him everything and he is mad and his deep African accent comes out. Um, Zola states that she can't even understand it. She was like, man, we dead, bro. That's the direct quote. So Z finally pulls up and he's like, okay, let's go on in. And Zola's like, um, no, I'm gonna stay back here. And Z is just like, I am not in the mood right now. Let's go. So they all go up to the room. Her and Jared are on the other side of the hall and Z knocks on the door and the guy goes, who is this? And Z goes, can you give me my bitch back? Jessica screams from the other side of the door and the voice is like, there isn't anyone in here. And Z goes to open the door, and guess who opens the door? The guy with the dreads from the motel. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh my god. And he's like, come in and check to Z. Z mentioned for us to stay hidden. So he goes in the room, and he's like, where's she at? And the guy with dreads is like, well, since he wants to steal work, she wants to steal work from my girl, she clearly wants to be here with us. And Z's like, no, 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 no. So he opens up the closet door and Jessica's in there tied up and knocked out. And then Dreads is like, I've got $20,000 for her right now. If you want her and all is forgiven. And Z is like, dude, we made more than 20K this weekend alone. We're not, we're not doing this. So the guy with Dreads is like, my guy's downstairs and he's not going to let you do that. And then Z's like, mm, 
we'll see. And Zola's can't really see any of this. She's around the corner, so she just hears everything. Next thing she knows, she hears some shuffling and then a gun goes off. So she runs as fast as possible. Jared isn't far behind and then she looks behind and Z is running too with Jess over his shoulder, still passed out. He throws Jess in the car and hops into the driver's seat and then they all get in the car together. Zola's crying. She's like, what happened? And Z's not really saying anything. They go back to the hotel. They pack their shit and check out. They go over to Z and his fiance's condo, which is a nice place in Florida. <laughs> so Jess is now up and she tells what happened. Apparently they recognized her from the hotel and, and set her up. Once they snatched her, they told her to trap for them and she said no. So they beat her up. And that's when Z interrupted her and knocked. And so they knocked her out. At this point, Zola's like, okay, we need to go. Sorry to kill the mood, but I can't take any of this. And Jared's like, yeah, can we just leave, please? Z's fiance is in the kitchen counting money, just like some rich girl. And Z is like, I'm gonna go get some sleep. I, I everyone go to sleep. Let's get rid of this gun. And so he leaves, everyone tries to get some sleep the next morning. He comes in with tickets for her and Jarrett. Jarrett's like, I'm not leaving Jess here, not after last night, she needs to come home. Z's like, no, me and Jess aren't making money. And she's like, are you serious right now? You're still trying to get money out of this girl after all that's happened? So Zola's like, you know what, I'm ready. And Jessica's like, it's okay, I'm gonna be home in a few days, don't worry, Jarrett. And Jarrett's just like punching himself again. And he's like, come with me or I'm gonna do something. And they're like, oh no, please don't do this again. Don't do this. And Jared is breaking down. He's like hysterically crying. He's freaking out, having just like a complete terrible moment. So Jared starts and stopped crying and then asked Jess and he's like, are you coming? And Jess is like, no, I can't. And so Jared runs towards the balcony and then jumps from the fucking balcony. And so everyone just screams so loud and they're like, what's going on? So they run towards the balcony. Well, it's a pretty high floor too, if yeah. I remember correctly. So yes. in the real story, it's a high floor. They're on the fourth floor. And apparently, even though they were like only on the fourth floor, it was like a good distance away from the ground. He definitely could have fallen and died. Mm -hmm. Luckily, his pants got caught on the balcony, so he was just dangling <laughs> off and he was all okay. He's still That's sobbing. So... so Zola comes out and she's like, hey, um, so Jared just tried to jump off the balcony and he's kind of stuck right now. And so he's like, dude, why would he do this? Why? Ugh okay, there's families that live here. He can't pull this shit. And she's like, well, he can't really help it. And then Z comes up, he helps him. He's like, dude, stop that. He guides him into the car. Jess comes out and is like, I swear I didn't set you up, Zola. I never intended for this to happen. I hope we can still be friends. And then Zola was like, no, why would I want to be friends with you? And she's like, you know what? I hope I never see or hear from you again. And she walks away. Then they go to the airport. It's almost over. <laughs> At this point, she says, bear with me. It's almost over. They land in Detroit. Her boyfriend picks her up. They both look terrible, washed up and, and tired. And then her boyfriend's like, who is this white guy? And what's wrong with everyone? And she's like, dude, 
It's I don't even story. know what to tell you. So they drop off Jarrett. Later, Zola explains the whole story for them. A f- time passes. She gets a call four days later from a jail in Las Vegas. And she's like, who is this? And she's like, and the other line is like, hey, it's Jessica. We got caught trapping in Vegas and we all got arrested. And Zola's like, why are you calling me and telling me this? And Jessica says, Z is wanted for kidnapping 15 underage girls and is linked to to six murders, including the one in Florida. And Zola's like, Florida? Murder? You have the wrong number. And then Jessica's like, please ask Jared to bail me out. And then she's like, no, I I have no idea what you're talking about. So then Zola calls Jared and Jared's like, yep, I heard it's on the news. He's a huge trafficker. She finds out later that Jessica and his fiance played victim and said that they were forced and Z, whose name I can't pronounce, was an African man and was wanted literally everywhere. He got sentenced to life. And now Jessica's back in Detroit with her mom and her baby. And that's the end of that. And then I I really like this. She ends the Twitter thread with, if you stuck with the whole story, you are hilarious. (laughs) Which I appreciate. I appreciate it too. Because that is how I felt after reading the story. I just read the entire thing and went. I'm hilarious. Even just like hearing that. That was probably just 20 minutes of me explaining in the Twitter thread. But I felt like it was important. It's important. And it's, if you don't know it, it is insane it is wild and i didn't it's entertaining even, i didn't even know um both of us didn't go in Knowing. to the movie having read the twitter thread so we were just thrown for a surprise after we left and we were like okay let's check out the twitter thread and we were like oh <laughs> yeah okay a few difference um a few differences within the movie and the twitter thread is uh, like i said um jared's being bipolar it's like barely mentioned in the movie whereas in the twitter thread she like actually addresses it head on um another thing is all of the aftermath stuff that happens with z turning out to be a huge human trafficker and a murderer isn't mentioned whatsoever i would have loved if at the end of the movie there was just like a little screen that was like where they are now and it's like zola lives in detroit with her baby you know that would have been so that would have been such a like mind shock if at the very end there was a title screen that said z was in jail (laughs) for the rest he was arrested for murder and trafficking oh my god he's a horrible person just a terrible person yeah and it's just such a mind-boggling story and the fact that i think what gets people so involved in this is that the fact that this just happened to like a regular everyday person Mm -hmm. and it just kind of shows how common it is and how insane it is i think also just with it being a different medium and you know it's kind of an insight into a life that some people will just never lead yeah well like never live ever Uh uh-huh and are are glad that they wouldn't live that, but it's just like an insight into a completely different world that uh-huh. not a whole lot of people know about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, other differences, when Jarrett falls off the balcony yes. in the movie, he actually falls and like hurts himself. He hurts his face and they drive to the hospital mm-hmm. and that's also how that movie ends. Is... Yeah. They drive home rather than just taking a flight home. Yeah. They all, obviously in the movies, the names are changed except for Zola. 
Jess is changed to Stephanie, Jarrett is changed to Derek, and I actually don't believe Z has a name until he, his real name, his African name is actually pronounced. Yeah. I don't I think, think he has a name, does he? Yeah, I think they still call him Z. Do they? At least I was, like, looking up the cast and his uh-huh. character's titled as Z, so oh, okay. I feel like... I've seen this movie twice, but I don't remember. Exactly. (laughs) We've both seen it twice. Yes. Yeah, so now I guess we'll get into our actual thoughts of the movie. Since neither of us had been introduced to this beforehand and had no idea about this Twitter thread, I know I found the movie because it's written by Jeremy O'Harris, who I am in love with. Um, If you don't know who he is, he's a playwright. He just did Slay Play, which is um holds a record for the most amount of tony nominations for a single play he's fantastic he just graduated from yale and this is his first movie i believe and so i saw that he was doing this movie and i was just super excited for it i heard about the movie because i'm a huge fan of riley keogh who plays stephanie i'm also a big fan of Taylor Page, who plays Zola, and when I found out they were in a movie together, I was like, oh my god, amazing, and then I kind of found out more about the movie through A24, who is the production company for the movie, and I was like, wait, this is based off a Twitter thread about strippers? This sounds amazing. And I was just really hyped for it. I remember hearing about it and seeing like the teaser trailers for it. For years, because it was supposed to come out in 2020, but it didn't because of COVID, which I'm so glad I was able to see it in a theater. Me too. Because that was such an amazing experience, and I'm glad that we waited to... Because honestly, the wait for it to come out was so worth it. It it was so it's worth it. It's such an incredible film. It's I can go on and on about all the... Especially the technical side. Oh, I... I'm obsessed with it. I, I can I wanna, save it to later, or I can save Let's that. talk about but it right nah. now. What did you like about the movie? So, honestly, I believe that this is, like, a groundbreaking film, especially for this time in cinema that we're at right now. I've just never really seen any other movie like this before. It's incredible. It's told in such a... The direction is... I just love it. I'm getting the director. I love her. Um... <laughs> I love Francisca Bravo. Bravo. I've never seen another film of hers. I know. I want to watch Lemon now. I do too. Although I don't know if I can handle that much Brett Gelman. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I love her. She did such a fantastic job with this. And it's so obvious that her and um, Jeremy O'Harris working together is just such a phenomenal team. And they both had a very clear vision for what they were going for. Mm-hmm. And even if they didn't find directly that they still came out with such a good result i know i've just it's so incredible i've never seen anything like it it's told in such its own unique fun way okay first off starting with the cinematography it's gorgeous it's amazing it's filmed it's filmed on film it almost it kind of it looks like those movies that you've seen in like the 90s and stuff because it is filmed on film and it it was such like a bold choice but mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with it I I think it worked fine and I really enjoyed li- it's a very beautiful film I really enjoyed looking at it 
was definitely it's definitely an artistic movie and that was definitely an artistic choice it is and i think it was beautiful because even though this film is telling such a true story it's also a piece of art and it's spreading its art and it's showing its art and it's just gorgeous to look at like every single frame you could pause it and it's just it's such a pretty movie to watch and the editing I love the editing of the film. I think the editing is groundbreaking. I think it's amazing. I picture every single time I think of the editing, I picture this one scene where Jess or Stephanie in the movie, she is doing her little sex work in the bed and we get this little montage of it. Oh, it's so fantastic. It's the best montage I have ever seen in a film. It's like glamour and it's all jazzed up and it's just stop it's just incredible. It's so profane and you would never see it from another movie. No, you would never. Only in this movie. And it this movie was really bold to do that and take the approach with this like cuz basically it's just a montage of like sex. And penises. Just constant <laughs> sex and penises, yes. And the editing style is just incredible. They almost do it and type this... It's a very modern movie, which I really love, because you don't see modern movies that are able to tell, to use, like, modern technology um, well. And this one does use modern technology. And I feel like, in a way, the editing of that scene is kind of edited as you're, like, scrolling through Instagram scrolling through yeah. Twitter. And I think it's also like it's very much a concept film in that regard mm-hmm. where they know what they're going for. Uh-huh. They know what they're what they're trying to convey to their audience. They're very clear that this is based off of a Twitter thread and mm-hmm. we're going to tell it as if it is a Twitter thread. Oh, and that's another thing. Every single time that they say something, the characters say something that's a direct quote from the Twitter, you hear a little tweet go off. Yeah, little audio tweet. And it's I'm just so like, that's cool. so cool. And the compose, the music. The compo- oh my the god, score. the music. And the score is so, so good. good. And it's by a non-binary composer. I fucking love them. They also did, um, I believe, Under the yeah, Skin. Yeah, they did Under the Skin. They did Under the They've Skin. They've done a lot of stuff. And yeah, a lot. I forget their name. And they're I'm, very talented. I'm blinking out right. on their name because I, I remember afterwards I like told a friend about it, and they were instantly like, oh yeah, I heard about that. I love that composer. They're very cool. Mikachu? Oh, Mikachu. Mikachu. Yes! Mikachu. Yes. They're amazing, and everything they do is phenomenal. I would suggest just listening to the score by itself. The opening song that plays with the little wi- with the little chimes that just burst in. It's It's so angelic, it's so flowy, it's so fun, and I like it added with all of the other songs in the soundtrack, like the actual songs. I think they did such a great job choosing music that makes it worthwhile and sound amazing. And it's just such a... it takes on social media in such a great way, which a lot of movies have trouble doing. Because, Most movies. Yeah, because they're just like, oh, social media, let's add this here. Yeah. And it's just unrealistic, and it's a social media. It's a movie that was made through social media. Yeah. They when, do a great job of creating it. Exactly. When I was um, writing notes 
for this episode, one of my notes just said Vine. 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 Oh, yes. Vine is used a lot in the I film. I love it. I was not expecting a cameo from Vine. Neither and the fact I. that Derek is the character that uses it the most and so much of it is just him being like, look at this Vine. And they're just like, I don't want to watch this fucking Vine right now. And they're like, isn't this Vine so funny? And Zola's like, no, it's not. I love it. And the cast. Oh, the my cast God. is incredible. It's so good. Taylor Page, Riley Keough, Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo I blows it him. out of the park. I love him. He's... And Nicholas Braun, who I may be pronouncing the last name. And but he's... Cousin Greg from Succession. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing I remember reading this when it came out. Um, there was this one review that was like, Nicholas Braun was horribly cast. And I've never seen him in anything else. And I just... He was I incredibly cast. loved his performance so, so much. It was so fun. And it's, he does so big. He's mainly known for Succession, which he plays a main role, Cousin Greg. It's the exact same character, but I love it. Because he sure does an it's... amazing job. He does the amazing job. He's just a guy who's so simple and likes Vine. I know. And he does such a good job. And Coleman Domingo, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and I truly believe that he's one of the greatest actors out there because he has such an incredible range, and he's always so good. His comedic timing in this movie is fantastic he really makes the most with this character and he can be he can go from just like so hilarious to absolutely terrifying within a matter of seconds Mm -hmm. every time he comes on screen you are just so excited to see what he brings next um while we're on this topic another performer that i just i i want to highlight this is her first movie i believe <laughs> sophie selfies two two four. i love her she's so great she is such a fantastic screen presence and even her small little lines that she has are amazing. They're and some of the best in the entire the movie. There's um, there's this one scene where you know, um, Derek he's having his little breakdown with the whole balcony and he starts yelling, "I'm gonna kill myself! I'm gonna kill myself! I'm gonna do it right now!" And she just goes, "While she's counting money, do it." It's just <laughs> so, so good, <laughs> and it's like if um for reference because. I, I don't think her character has a name. She plays the fiance. She maybe has three lines in the entire movie. And every single time she's on screen, your eyes just go directly towards her. She just has such an amazing presence. She is this beautiful, gorgeous, big woman. And she just like shows up out of nowhere like an Amazonian goddess. And you are just almost forced to look at her. You can't take your eyes off of her. And she she's the shit. is amazing. <laughs> and since watching this movie, I followed her on Instagram, and I think it has genuinely changed my life. She does fantastic in this movie, and I I know I've only said I've said that she only has like three lines. She's the scene stealer. She is. I can't I I can't focus on anything else but her, and I'm so glad that she was in this movie. And, of course, there are our goddesses of the film, Taylor Page, Riley, Riley Keough. My favorite Scientologist. My I had favorite Scientologist. never seen Riley Keough in a movie except for American Honey, 
and I wasn't a huge fan of American Honey. So when I saw her in this, I don't think I was really prepared for what her character was. <laughs> and I, I loved her. She was so funny, and I think she just really understood exactly what the character was, who she was playing. Exactly who this girl is. And that's what I love about Riley Keough is because she blows my mind. She's such a talented actress. She knows... She does have a big... She has a huge range as well, and she knows exactly what she's doing, and she's so good at it. She's going such great places. I I know she's already gone great places. uh Her grandfather is goddamn Elvis. (laughs) So, like, obviously, she's already got it in the bag. My favorite nepotism baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We love nepotism. But, yeah. And Taylor Page. Who... She gives a performance of a lifetime. I mean, I was blown away by her performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm -hmm. But when I saw this, and it's such a different character. And she hasn't been in a whole lot either. I I think I've seen her in in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I know there was something else I saw her in because I knew I was a fan of her. I think she was in... I saw Zola. Oh, maybe I haven't seen her in anything else. She was in High School Musical 3, but... What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's been she, around. Damn. I know. I remember. I remember. I was reading a review where they didn't like Taylor Page's performance, yeah, and I'm I, like, I was reading the review, and I was like, no, you just didn't understand it. <laughs> she gave an amazing performance. She was exactly what every single person would be like if they were thrown into this situation. Exactly, and that was one of the because I remember a complaint that I heard was like, oh. You know, she just didn't embody the Zola that I pictured when I read the Twitter thread. And it's like, what? What do you want her to do? Do you want her to make jokes while, like, all this shit is happening yeah, around her? Yeah, traumatizing. It is. And the thing is, she's, like, she's a self-insert character. Anyone who watches it can just be like, oh. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could see myself in her position because she's thrown into it out of nowhere while everyone else around her is used to this life that she's never even been given a glimpse into. So the thing I wanted to talk about most was the costumes. I absolutely love the costumes in this movie. A few faves. The snakeskin two-piece suit that Riley Keough wears. I love it. We discussed. I think the straps are like chains almost. Yeah, there's, some, there's something interesting. There's it's something so fun. It's so cute. And yeah. she looks so radiant in it. And it's the high waist. You know, it's the tube top. It's everything about this look. I also really like her hair in this movie. Oh. It's the hair's so really good. Fantastic. Yeah, the hair design in this movie is amazing. Another... Um, costume that I really enjoyed. Another two-piece outfit was Zola's two-piece sequined. Yeah. Um, it's like, I want to say like purplish? It's weird. No, it's like really, it's, sequined, it's like, it's sequin. It's like, I think it's almost like beige. Like it's a, it's a weird pink. It, you it's know? very beautiful though. And it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. And it's like, I, I would never think of that outfit. And I think it looks great. My favorite costumes in the entire movie. Two costumes. We have Sophie Selfie's 224s. It's this red two-piece oh. outfit that she wears. It ties in the front, and she has these, like, tight-fitting red pants that match. And it's this beautiful, like, pattern. I want to say it's almost, like, blocky. And it's so nice. And then Coleman Domingo has a nice red shirt 
with another pattern on it that works so well with hers when it's put next to it. And then I think he wears like pale, mm -hmm. like pretty, um, like a almost cream color pants. And they look so good together. Mm -hmm. Like their costumes match just so well and they look so good and it just put such a nice presence on the screen and they really declare who they are in that moment you know what they it's do. so great it's pretty powerful they both look amazing and all of his costumes in this movie in general the character z has fantastic looks mm -hmm. i love all of them and i i can really like applaud I, I really salute a movie that knows how to dress men in like modern wear you know mm -hmm. Because in this one, it's not like they're necessarily outstanding or they do anything, like, groundbreaking. But they're, like, they're just realistic. Exactly. Like, these guys mm -hmm. would wear this and they look good wearing them. <laughs> they Especially <do>. Derek. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I have to say about the costumes. I love it. We're going to talk about some things that we didn't like in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, I felt indifferent about. Yes. I do have to confess my stance at this moment is that there is not one thing I didn't like about this movie. I, I really, really like it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's perfect. I think it's well done. But I know there are some valid thoughts that are different than yeah. mine. And that's fair. Yeah. I, I don't have much. I honestly, I really love this movie. Uh -huh. And I'm really satisfied with um, how it turned out and everything about it. One thing that I felt when I first started watching the movie is I remember on my first watch, I was like, oh, some parts of this just drag on. And I rewatched it and I was like, when? <laughs> I watched it and I was like, all of this just goes so well. I think like it's just hard mm -hmm. to make a full movie about like events that you have so little information of, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it is such a fast paced it's it's movie. very fast paced and mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I think I, I didn't dislike it whatsoever. I really enjoy it. There is like one scene though. I, I know that there's like an assault scene that kind of comes mm -hmm. up out of nowhere and it's that very brief and it's during a very intense intense scene in the movie and it's like you can one character they straight up show it and then another it's like heavily implied like what happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I wish there could have just been a way to avoid that. Because mm -hmm. I just don't like when stuff like that is just thrown in there without any warning. And I feel yeah. like that's okay. Like, that's okay to have. No, I think that's totally valid. And concerns about, and I know I heard... I know other people have had concerns about that, too. And I think that is totally valid. Because it is it's a it scary situation. Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I don't know if that actually happened. It's not mentioned in the Twitter thread. Yeah, that is true. So... It's just one of those things where I wonder. On to something that wasn't... that That's all my complaints, really. Mm -hmm. I can't think of much else that I dislike about this movie. I, I honestly can't think of anything that I dislike about the m movie that's not even... I would say it's something I dislike, but it's more just something I wish... Was different. Could have been different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a... I think and it's... it's it's reasonable. No, it, it's and that's totally it. valid. I love this movie. It's incredible. I really do. I really love Zola. I love her as a person. She's amazing. 
I love following her, and her child is so adorable. Well, there's criticism of every work of art out there, and I think there's a way of... There's constructive criticism, good criticism, and there's also been some criticism of this movie that I think is straight up absurd and uneducated and don't call them uneducated they're uneducated this poor letterbox user that you were ripping to shred i'm gonna um, it's has nothing that she doesn't like about the movie in specific she has things that she doesn't like about some rando on letterbox who doesn't like it really makes me mad because i think he's being really uneducated here with like (laughs) a history educated Say he's out of line. He's out of line. But (laughs) so I'm just going to read you this review that I found on Letterboxd. I'm going to keep it anonymous because I don't want this person (laughs) to get hate. (laughs) That's fair. And obviously, this is his opinion, but I just think he's wrong. I'm going to read it. It's very short, and I'm just going to read it. I loved pretty much everything besides the sexual scenes and the music. I despised the score with my whole being, and I thought the sexual scenes were distasteful and decadent, except for the hostage scene. Those two aspects were obnoxious. I also felt sort of bored for such a short movie. Besides that, I thought the characters were good, and there was so much fun style, comedic moments, tension, and cleverness. I also want to give whoever made that end title card a big hug because that looked wonderful. I agree with that last part. <laughs> that did look wonderful. So, first of all, okay, you can we can dislike we can dislike the music because obviously that's like an opinion. You like music, you don't like music, you can't help what music you like or don't like. Mm-hmm. I personally really liked the music and the score for this. I thought it was incredible. I thought it worked really well. But we've definitely talked about how much we love the music. My problem with this is that they felt the sexual scenes were distasteful and decadent. Except except for for the the hostage Except for the one that I just mentioned that I thought was distasteful. So first, decadent. Decadent is one big word. I myself didn't know what it meant when I read that. So I looked it up. And so in case you don't know what that is, here's the definition for decadent. Decadent is characterized by or reflecting a state of moral or cultural decline. I first want to address something. In this film, there's a lot of male nudity. There's a lot of male genitalia, lots of male nudity, no female nudity. None. None. And in the history of film, women being abused sexually... So basically, in the history of film, women have constantly been... Sexualized. They're constantly sexualized and they're constantly asked to be naked in film, TV, media, up until day. We see so much more female nudity than we see male nudity. It's all, and all, the reason why we see so much more female nudity is because of how much women have been sexualized and how they're viewed as object and property. And it just kind of, they claim it as disfaceful and decadent, which I don't think this is on the state of moral decline. I think this is saying, fuck you. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with male nudity in film. 
I don't believe nudity in film is wrong. I think it's fine for the, all people to be nude in films. Just historically, not in all cases, but in some ca- most movies where yeah. women have been nude, it's been in a sexual way. And a lot of times, it's when they're being sexually abused. Violence against women. Almost every single Stanley Kubrick film, there's a violence against woman scene where she is completely nude and they're incredibly hard to watch. Yeah. And that happens in so many movies. And this isn't violence against men. This is consensual sexual acts. Exactly. And I think that's also, like, not saying it's, like, a bold statement to have no female nudity. However, this is, like, some people going into this, quite a lot of people, I feel, would expect it. Yeah. It's a movie where you would expect female nudity because it is about strippers. It's Mm -hmm. about sex workers. I'm fine that they weren't. I don't care that they I don't care because it's weren't. not about that, you if know. That's not the main The movie isn't about Zola stripping. It's no. not a I, I mean it is about Jessica trapping. However, it's not like It's not these the are, nudity isn't the story. Exactly. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. And in the moments where it is shown, I believe it is relevant. I believe it is relevant too. And obviously you would expect nudity going into this film, but I think to say it's on the state of moral decline is absurd because I think that the history of film with women being like, especially nudity when violence occurs against women, where it's incredibly graphic and incredibly hard to watch, that's decadent. That's on the state of moral decline, which happened so many years ago and I think it's fine for women to be naked in films it's just in most films you see it's portrayed in not so great of a way yeah. and, and also it's such sorry to interrupt no, you're you fine. but I think it's just such a great visual to think of you know somebody who's going in for the straight purpose of sexualizing women mm-hmm. being like oh, I'm gonna see some boobs and all they see and then are... you show up and it's just like a giant <laughs> penis montage yeah, I know I love it and um they do say I, I I'm gonna read this again I thought the sexual scenes were distasteful and decadent except for the hostage scene that just it's a little funny how the hostage scene is the only scene where we see violence against woman graphically show it's a little funny how you thought that was okay but nothing else it's just i'm sorry i'm ripping you up i just think you're really <laughs> it makes me really mad and i think you're really under uneducated and i think this has and i think it's not even like it's uneducated or, or terrible i think it's just like not well thought out no it's not well thought out and i just i just it worries me that people actually think this and i just if i can do something to help that out love you and that's just pretty much all i have to say honestly i'm gonna be completely honest this i'm not i might edit this out sometimes i stay up really late at night and i think about this review because it haunts me i also strongly disagree with what they said about the score i think that that's uneducated (laughs) that's distasteful that is on the state of moral decline Sorry, letterbox user, we will not disclose the name of. I want to see what their top four favorite films are. Oh. What are they? Read them to me. They're not bad. Oh. Well, other than that, that is all I have to say about the incredible movie Zola. It is still in theaters some places, so you should watch it. You should, or watch it online when it comes out. Yeah, A24 is doing a screening of it soon online. 
It's an incredible film. Support it if the, in the theaters. If I you would can. say watch it illegally, but try not to. Don't because watch it illegally because these people we want to support this. them. <laughs> uh, so anyway, support Jeremy O'Harris and Jen Siska Bravo. The, and Sola, the All real right. hero Thank of the story. Thank you for tuning in to Woman on Woman. We'll what? see you next time. Bye-bye. Who are you going to be tonight, Sola? Who are you going to be?